Today on the show, we discuss the tragic story of the Elixni, a society blessed by the Traveler, only to fall to darkness. Welcome to Lore Party, the podcast that explores the stories, characters, and universes of our favorite video games. I'm Connor. And I'm Kevin. And we're back at it for another Destiny episode uh, to talk about some of the coolest enemies and the first ones you actually fight in the in the games, the Fallen, or as they like to be called, the Elixiny. Yeah, man. They, I did not. I like that they gave us like a real name for them. That's always fun. Yeah. I mean, like, I feel like the Hive, like, that's whatever, but like the fallen i always thought i was like oh that's a that's a kind of cool name but then finding out that no 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 no, that's not what they call themselves it's like wait what it was kind of like finding out that the elites in halo don't call themselves that i mean essentially that's <laughs> stuff like that that's really what they remind me of too is like the elites yeah. in halo yeah and that's a bungee thing bungee likes the alien races with uh monikers but you know real names they refer to themselves as i think that that plays really well into like a a a war mindset where like you know at least, like, in humanity, like, when we go to war, we look at, like, the enemy. and we, we make nicknames for them to dehumanize them. And so, like, it's kind sure. of the same thing. Like, we see this other species and it's like, we don't want you to realize that they also, you know, have lives and a planet mm-hmm. and, like, this and that of society. So, we, like, make these names to just, you know, I, I don't want to say dehumanize because <laughs> they're not human. But they're already not Something human. <laughs> like that to, to, to make it very much more us versus them. Yeah, it's it's easier to fight an enemy when you don't think about where they come from yeah. and uh, what makes them unique. And, you know, especially in, especially in the Fallen's case, you know, when you hear the Fallen and you see them and you kind of look at how they behave, you start to wonder, well, if they are the Fallen, what did they fall from? That kind of implies that they haven't always been the way they are, which is uh, what we're here to explore today. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty pumped because uh, I think that this giant chunk of lore is uh i honestly think that the fact that we learn so much about them and their society and stuff in game now is may hopefully a teaser for some stuff we'll talk about later that i kind of i'm trying not to get in theories here but like <laughs> ah, woo, man this stuff's gonna be good i'm gonna have a i'm we're gonna have fun here absolutely i think understanding the elixir and uh how they came to be what they are today the fallen it's it opens the door for understanding so much other stuff about the destiny universe let's what are they what are they like i like let's go connor let's do this what's their history who are they give me everything i got a notebook let's go if you've played destiny you you're very familiar with them they are very common uh they're a common enemy faction you fight all the time in fact as as i mentioned they are the first enemy that players encountered way back in vanilla destiny and when you start up a new character in destiny today the fallen are the first enemies you face um, and you know, they, they have an iconic presentation. They're like these kind of underhanded scoundrelly, uh, space pirate type enemies that, uh, you know, they're kind of like cyborgs. They have like robotic, robotic arms and stealth technology and laser guns. And they, they seem like this really crazy sci-fi, uh, alien threat. It's like a classic alien enemy faction, but there's way more to them than the first glance might tell you. Like, you know, they might seem like just opportunistic scavengers, but 
you know, there's more to them than that. What, you know, like we, like the name, the fallen sort of implies that used to be a lot more than that. It's, it's so funny. You're saying there's like more to them. And like, I keep thinking, I'm like, ah, transformers more than me. See, I like they, they just, there is like, though, like they've transformed into a completely different like species. So we're going to go sure. into like, you know, their history and stuff and like where they come from. But then we're going to kind of talk a little bit more also about like what they are now and how that's yeah. kind of affecting everything more than more than meets the eye haha <laughs> um so yeah i mean like let's so like elixir society like that is it's deeper definitely it is pretty cool yeah like they aren't just random gangs of pirates you know they aren't just like ramshackled groups of uh, of of fallen sort of hanging out together there's actually a structure elixir society is organized into what they call houses which is kind of like clans or nation states or like big crews that work together and underneath this guerrilla war uh, piracy and scavenging the houses of the fallen cling to a very long history and they all together bear a collective pain and a desire for survival a desire to regain what they once had and that's that's kind of what helps them cling together what keeps the houses of the fallen sort of working in a common purpose is this shared history and leading these fallen houses are what, what they call a Kell, a K E L L. A Kell is kind of like, you know, just the chieftain or the, the big boss in charge of each house. And the Kells are supported by what are called archons, which are kind of like priests or spiritual leaders. And then of course you have captains who are kind of like crew leaders and you fight captains on the field all the time. Now, the houses, you know, have a surprising degree of cooperation with themselves, like houses work together pretty well, but, uh, or at least among themselves, but houses don't always get along with other houses. <laughs> like I mentioned yeah. this shared history, but that doesn't always uh, keep them together. Well, each house has its own, I guess you could say culture mm-hmm. and goal. Like each one is, is, is its own little mini society. Like I think like Greece with its little like city states. Yeah. And, and how, like, you know, Athens and Sparta are, compl- like, they're both Greek. They are completely different in almost every aspect, aside from just, like, being part of a collective. And so, like, they don't always agree. And you'll have, like, infighting. Like, a lot of houses, they'll fight each other. And then it, like, kind of creates opportunities, not, uh, like, uh, alliance opportunities, which is mm-hmm. awesome for us as guardians. But also it... it, it it creates a lot of weak opportunities for them just overall because they're not kind of they're not coordinated enough like yeah. as a species. So like there's always Kells that are trying to become the Kell of Kells and like everybody like the one in charge. But ultimately, like it just it doesn't work out. It's it's always there's always some kind of issue, but it makes for some like some really great <laughs> some really great strikes. Right. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Some really uh, fun mission. But. Yeah. But yeah, so like, I mean, that's kind of the fallen, like in a nutshell, like the basics, uh, but what they were before all of this is completely different than how they kind of are now. Yeah. And I, and I think it's really funny. I, th- I think it's almost poetic that they were like the first enemy that we encounter because they're like, kind of like that trope of those that came before. Yeah. So basically they were the chosen ones of the traveler before us. Mm-hmm. Which so it's like we're fighting almost like we're the we're we're the next generation, if you will, yeah. 
and we're fighting these guys that you know you're you're not you're not it anymore you know yeah it's it's interesting like that dynamic of humankind being set upon and preyed upon by their predecessors those that came before and we we mentioned earlier this you know desire of the fallen to reclaim this former glory that they once had and that former glory came from the traveler like you mentioned kevin like Mm-hmm. Mankind is not the first species the traveler assisted and uplifted, quote unquote, because centuries before arriving in the solar system, the traveler visited the home system of the Elixni. And similarly to how destiny started for humanity, the traveler gifted the Elixni a similar boon of technology and societal advancement, kind of uplifting them into a golden age similar to mankind's golden age. So what we once had the Elixni once had to. And during their golden age, it could be argued that the Elixni achieved an even greater level of expansion than humans did. Like during our golden age, mankind in the destiny setting, you know, we, we colonized our entire solar system, like uh, life on earth, like quintupled in quality. And then we started living on the moon and Mars and Venus. And, you know, things that were never thought possible before the traveler came along were suddenly possible. The Elixni did even more than that. The Elixni reached other star systems. You know, we didn't manage to pull oh, that off before. Like our we, I think, I think there was like ships that we sent out or something like that. But like, yeah, there were attempts. It was never. There was always like a barrier for us, like you right. know, relative whether it be the distance. hive or some other species or something like that. Right. So like we we attempted that. There were attempts to colonize other uh, star systems outside of uh, outside of Earth, but. The Elixni actually pulled that off and like successfully expanded to other systems. So they did it like I'm talking. I mean, you want to talk about overachievers? Mm-hmm. They really did it. Right. Yeah. They went. They went for it, and uh, they made the most out of their golden age. Um, but unfortunately, just like our golden age, uh, the Elixni's golden age was not to last. There was this a kind of unspecified and not fully understood event called the whirlwind. The theory goes that the darkness attacked the Elixni home system kind of the same way it attacked the solar system with these, you know, pyramids and tendrils of darkness just collapsing. I, I, I think uh, I, I remember reading that the Elixni home world itself, the home planet was just completely destroyed. And Unfortunately, this is also when the traveler leaves the Elixni behind. It kind of just books it, gets out of Dodge, and leaves them by them. Yeet! Kind of, yeah, you see ya! And sort of leaves them to their own devices. And uh, so the Elixni completely collapse into civil war and, you know, an age of darkness. But they clawed their way back. They eventually kind of reunited their species, and they got a interstellar fleet together, basically, to go off on a grand sojourn across the stars, across the void. Uh, and they all, they all kind of coalesced around this singular purpose of we're going to go find the traveler, follow it, find where it went, reclaim it and take back what's ours. Basically that was, that was their entire purpose. And that journey brought them to earth. See, I, I think that there's such a big difference between how humanity and the, and the Elixni, reacted to the traveler because like we get to see like the traveler show up on mars and we get to see all that stuff like in like that first cut scene from destiny one and then we kind of hear a lot from the speaker and just like a lot of other stuff that we can read and 
and and talk about with like our golden age and stuff because for humanity a lot of people just like clovis mm-hmm. they understood that the traveler was it was it was a machine it was created by another being or another species and it's it's a technology that is far far beyond our comprehension or understanding and we have just scratched the surface and they realized that it's you know something created it and it, there's something about it and we got to figure it out and there were humans that worshiped the traveler kind of like a, a deity but the 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 i mean man the fallen <laughs> worship this thing like it was i mean they're like this is god you know they viewed the traveler as like an all-encompassing higher power and it was oh this like when the traveler abandoned them it wasn't just like you know, oh, that that crazy advanced machine that showed up disappeared. Like, yeah, then oh, that's, it's a, that's like, a bummer. <laughs> that oh, my God. This, I mean, I still think people would freak out on sure. Earth, but like it was just all that more impactful. Like yeah. it, it like, you know, their deity that they worshipped so much that gave them literally everything. Boop. Bye. It just yeah. abandoned them. Yeah, it was it was an existential crisis for them to to an unconscionable degree for us, like if literally you you knew god was there and you saw it and it, you could look at it on any given day and then suddenly it disappeared like what does that do to you as a people and like abandoned you yes. though it wasn't yeah. like it was just like a we're being attacked what do we do wait where is he it's like it's like there you know yeah. what i mean like it's it, it's crazy to think about and that's that tells us so much about the elixir too it it kind of tells us what they've been through as a people and why they are known as the fallen that really kind of encapsulates what they're all about. Like their society was once at the peak of, of civilization. They had achieved so much, the level of enormous setbacks they've suffered and the downfall they've suffered and the crumbling of their empire. What you see as the fallen now, like as big of a threat they are now, they are a fraction, like a shade, a shadow of their former glory. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, they're they're nothing like they were, and they're still a pain in the ass. But they're nowhere near what they could be. Yeah, imagine imagine guardians fighting the Elixni at their peak. Like it would be over in like a day. There'd be nothing what guardians? to do. Yeah, what guardians? <laughs> like yeah. we wouldn't. I don't think. I mean, look, I've taken out hive gods. I've taken out all sorts of crazy shit. But I don't know, man. <laughs> These guys We've, are pretty yeah. powerful. We've broken cabal siege tanks but uh the elixir at their peak would show up and make that look like uh like like fire ants like stepping on bugs oh, like yeah, there's it's nothing i honestly think that the elixir at their prime would just dis- decimate oh, sure decimate destroy completely no the, the 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 cabal like they know oh, yeah no no competition no. so okay well then i have a question though so so why do you think that the traveler fled like why why didn't they flee with us but they fled with them so uh, that's the million dollar question, isn't it? Or sorry, the the million uh, engram question. <laughs> million glimmer, million yeah. million uh, ether, million. There's so many currencies. I don't know. <laughs> so many currencies. There's a million silver, a uh, million vanguard mark question. Sorry. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, uh, legendary shard question. Sorry. I oh. I got I got to stop myself. But no, that okay. Ooh. That is the big question because uh, the traveler's motives are basically unknowable i i can't i can't pretend to even begin to speculate but like if i had to you know there's there's something about 
the way the traveler behaves, you know, the, the few things we know about it, we don't know much about it, but what we do know about it implies that maybe when the Elixni were attacked and the whirlwind happened and their civilization collapsed, it's possible the traveler just kind of did that, you know, traveler calculus that it does that sort of, uh, that sort of, uh, mathematics where it's like, what's the, co- what, yeah, what's the, what's the cost benefit ratio of staying and fighting and protecting the Elixni? Versus, uh, would it be better if I got out of here while I while I could and helped another species, and maybe that next species will be able to fight the darkness? Uh, it's possible that the traveler thought the Elixni, as powerful as they are right now, are not ready to face the darkness, and even if I help them, they're doomed. So maybe it's best if I move on and try to help someone else. That that could have been it. I don't know though. See, uh, man, that messes me up because then I think like if they were so powerful and like we said, I mean, we just said how powerful they were. They were like crazy powerful. If they weren't ready, what the hell makes them like, how are we ready? Uh, So because then I think like, do you think it's the first time that happened? Like, do you think I I mean, I personally, I I personally don't think it's the first time this happened because me neither. I think the traveler's been on the run for a while millions billions and of years maybe yes yeah i think i think this whole thing i mean we will get into that and in probably maybe another episode, <laughs> hope so yeah um but i just i don't think this is the first time and i also think that maybe the reaction now i don't know too much about you know the whirlwind like we we don't know a lot about it but like maybe it was like how they reacted to the darkness yeah could have been maybe it was how you know like for instance like we don't rely on the traveler like we love all of the light and all that stuff. Like we love all that stuff, but like we lost our light and we still, we still kicked ass. Like we were still going at it. Like we were, we were like, all right, cool. We don't have that. Whatever. Make do. And, and I think that that maybe, maybe the traveler knew in its, in its traveler, (laughs) in its traveler calculus (laughs) that it knew like, okay, there's something different about this species. Like the drive, you know, they, they, they don't need me to fight the. They'll fight the darkness without right. me, no They're matter what. Enough to, and that's yeah. yeah, and that's what you know. I you know they don't need me, and I'm just here to help. That could be it. Yeah, that's definitely something to think about. But uh, it that does bring us to sort of you mentioned you know the traveler after the fall of the Elixir, the traveler does find its way to Earth, and that's when humanity's golden age happens. Unfortunately, history repeats itself, as we know. Uh, the darkness wipes out the elixir, turns them into the fallen, and then it eventually comes to Earth too. So that brings us basically to the modern timeline, uh, the the age of the city, the age of the guardians. Humanity's still clinging to life. The traveler is kind of broken in a shadow of itself. The traveler is kind of damaged and sort of slumbering on Earth, and the fallen show up and they see the traveler. They 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 find what they've been searching for for probably hundreds, maybe thousands of years, they find it on earth and they find it just hovering over the last city of mankind and kind of protecting people after their collapse. Naturally, this stokes intense feelings of envy, resentment and greed amongst the fallen. You know, they, they are once proud people and they find their prize basically because they see the they see the traveler as like a possession. Well, a god slash possession. It wasn't a good breakup. That's all like really it was not a good breakup. They're a little breakup. possessive. Yeah. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of uh you know 
they're stalking uh, still going around. <laughs> they're stalking you know, their ex like, all the way to Earth and not happy yeah, with its, its, its new. Not, it's not good relationship. Yeah, yeah, it's not. It's not. It's not good. And when they see this, as far as far as the fallen are concerned, when they see this, the traveler didn't just abandon them. They start to think that the traveler was stolen from them by humanity, and so the collapse. The whirlwind, the journey across interstellar space, all that really changed the Elixni. Like, I don't think anyone can go through that kind of thing without changing. And so, enduring the collapse of their own advanced society, surviving that voyage, all of that has, at this point, endowed the Fallen with a very strong sense of, take what you need to survive. Like, that's kind of their mantra now. Take whatever you need. Keep going. And at this point, it's also very apparent that they are now completely reliant on technology to survive you can see this in just kind of like their animation models their character models and just the way they appear in the game they are fed this substance called ether uh, by floating spherical robots called servitors interestingly servitors bear a very striking resemblance to the traveler so oh geez man i don't know you're dating somebody who looks like your ex you <laughs> dude like the more we talk about this the more i'm realizing Bro, move like on dude no, it's it's really like it is a toxic relationship man this is wow yeah to them the traveler isn't just a shiny valuable prize to be stolen it's their wayward god and it's a link to their vaunted past that they want to reclaim so they're obsessed with reclaiming their past and that's kind of what leads them to make war on mankind to reclaim the traveler i'm just gonna keep going i'm gonna bring this up throughout the whole episode this is such a toxic relationship <laughs> it really this is. is like like the more you talk about it like if this was like a relationship with two people like you'd be like whoa what the hell yeah. like come on cringe. man, move on like you're posting cringe like yeah. the fallen well here's the thing the fallen have a mentality that they can't rebuild their society on their own. Like, they can't do it on their own. And I'm sitting here like, guys, come on. Like, you found the Traveler on your own. Yeah. You're, you're, you're still surviving on your own. Look at everything you've done on your own to survive. I, I think they're a lot stronger than they think. Yeah, they don't give themselves enough credit. They but, don't believe in themselves But see, the, they have such a large sense of pride, like, in themselves. But generalizing, like, their overall view, like, they, they don't believe they can continue as a society without the traveler. Mm-hmm. Their quote-unquote world revolved around it. And I mean, as is humanities, like humanities does too. Yeah. But again, we've shown that we're, you know, we, we're we happy by ourselves. We can be happy without that Yeah, we're, we're a complete people. We're, and, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, it's, wow. Yeah, that's rough. All right, guys, we're going to go hand in some engrams. We'll be right back. interrupt this podcast with a message from a different podcast hello my name is lawrence a producer and host here on lore party and i'm here to talk to you about our last of us 2 series with humanity's last chance at a cure now seemingly gone the world continues down its dark path but nevertheless life moves on a now adult ellie must confront the ghost of joel's past all while dodging religious cults militant revolutionaries, and her own inner demons. Tune in to our Last of Us series as my co-host Leo and I discuss the ultimate moral questions the game posits, the characters caught in this conflict, and AHA's hit single, Take On Me. 
Just hop on over to our Lore Party feed and search The Last of Us 2. Well, that's enough from me. Back to your show. So, you know, we understand the Fallen's history at this point. You know, what what brought them to this point, how they became the Fallen. And it's important to understand this unending series of conflicts the Fallen have kind of endured. Like, throughout their history, they've, they've dealt with multiple species-wide civil wars. And, you know, Kevin, you mentioned how houses kind of turn on each other. You know, Kells wanting to wipe out rival Kells, like... That's something they have in common with humanity, as it as it so happens. Like humans mm-hmm. don't get along all the time either. So that's a big part of their history. But on the other hand, the Elixni kind of share this common sense of tenacity that, you know, even though they fight each other on occasion, they still, as a whole, constantly seek out new ways to survive despite losing the gifts of the quote unquote great machine, as they call the traveler. So like you mentioned, Kevin, like they they think they can't survive without the tra- without the traveler, but they do pretty much just fine on their own. They have that survival instinct, that tenacity to keep going no matter what. Hell, they made their own exos. That's true. Yeah, like they're pretty in- they're pretty uh pretty resourceful. Oh yeah, and it's easy to assume that you know when you I, I guess for me personally when I was first playing through Vanilla Destiny years ago, I just assumed oh they're just scrapping whatever they think might be valuable but in fact there's a deeper kind of motivation there because losing the traveler taught them to use whatever is at hand in order to survive and that that's part of their history but it's also part of their current outlook on life really that's 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 still part of their general philosophy as a species and it's funny because that reminds me of like what we say about humanity like there's always like you know your survival instinct you know like if you're trapped in the woods or something you'll do whatever it takes to survive like Mm -hmm. but but there's a lot of different ways too that we get to see how they've they've adapted and tried to survive and it's vastly different like some adapted like way beyond the old ways like we have varix for instance varix is like the main elixir that we interact with we've been interacting with him since late uh destiny one um, so like Variks and other fallen, they've come to view humanity like as an ally. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they see the traveler accepting others and to them, they're like, okay, well, if you accept humanity, then we should too. And I think that's probably the best mentality we got out there. Yeah. Um, and, and it doesn't mean that they don't have like, you know, reservations or anything like that. Like, sure. I have reservations about humanity myself. Like, let's be real. Sure. <laughs> um, but some have betrayed humanity and yeah. and stuff and some stuff has happened and and they have if you will quote unquote they have fallen haha <laughs> into their old mindset you know like for instance Varix with the prison of elders right uh, like that's a thing yeah. that that's a thing um, and you know i like that you mention you know we we've kind of touched on these parallels like you've mentioned between the fallen and people sorry humans <laughs> like there are so many instances of the fallen behaving in ways that are pretty relatable to how people have behaved over time. Like, you know, if you look at their golden age and our golden age, their collapse, our collapse, their struggle to survive, mankind's struggle to survive, you start to think that their story easily could have been ours too. 
if mankind's a golden age had ended differently. Like think about if when the darkness came after the solar system and the earth and you know, when all that was going down, what if the traveler had abandoned us during our collapse too? You know, it's, you know, you could easily see how mankind very well could have gone down a similar road as the fallen instead of guardians. We could have had this quasi militaristic society of light bearers or, techno pirates who <laughs> sort of yeah, yeah, hey, roam yeah. the ruins of the solar system and maybe follow the traveler and try to steal it from some other race. You know, it, we, we could have been them. And I, I think the point of our analysis here today, you know, this episode is just at the end of the day, when you look at it, humanity and the Elixni very well could have more commonalities than differences. Like maybe we're not so different after all. I know that's so cliche and trite. Like Whoa. we're not so different after all, but like <laughs> really there's so many parallels there. Like, you know, what happened to them could have happened to us. So I have a lot of questions now because I, more of like discussion questions. Cause I have my own thoughts that we can go over too. But like, do you think that humanity now accepting the darkness spoiler alert, <laughs> We're using stasis, guys. Super (laughs) broken and crucible as of right now, but whatever. Go play Beyond Light. Do you think... God, dude. Oh, man. Do you think humanity, like, accepting the darkness and kind of harnessing that power, do you think that it could lead to a similar fate in this timeline that it did in, like, Elizabeth's timeline? Because Elizabeth's timeline, we, we did embrace the darkness, but then it took over us, and then, like, we basically got corrupted, and, like, the fallen were, like... Uh oh, like what's gonna like I, I'm curious to see what happens with them in another timeline, but I'm just curious, like maybe the traveler could have second thoughts about us and say, Whoa, wait guys, I thought I now you're dating two of us? Like what's, <laughs> thought... wait a minute, like are you cheating on me? Like, I don't know, that's how I'm feeling. Like, do you think that the traveler is starting to have second thoughts? Yeah, that we're like... embracing its enemy to fight its enemy. I I mean Yeah. That's a good question. I don't know. It's like Oh, man, the traveler turning around, looking at humans with stasis. And they're like, oh, man, I thought I could trust you guys. What's wrong with you? Yeah, it's like, that's possible. Um, but I, again, I think we have to come back to our other hypothetical earlier. Like, you know, why do we think the traveler abandoned the fallen? I think it could come back to that. Like maybe, again, this traveler calculus happening behind the scenes. Maybe the traveler thinks the Elixni couldn't be trusted with stasis powers or just uh, anything coming from the darkness. But Maybe the traveler thinks that humans are trustworthy. Maybe if the traveler saw the fallen wielding stasis, they think, you know, the traveler thinks, oh, well, that's going to go, that's going to go bad. Like there's no good that can come of that. But maybe at least in our timeline, the current timeline, the traveler could see humans wielding stasis as a necessary risk. What if like, you know, I know humans at this point, I, I, I'm very familiar with them. I know how they think. I know how they operate. I believe I can trust them with the powers of my enemy because it'll make them more able to fight my enemy. Total speculation. It's possible, but yeah, no, but then it's also good. possible that we repeat history. You know, like you mentioned, Elizabeth's timeline. What if that same series of events could that could happen again? It could go either way. It's like fifty fifty as far as I can tell. Yeah, because then I think like you know there's there's how we handle stuff too like how we're how we handle that loss i mean technically technically humanity lost the traveler mm-hmm. if you will but but we it wasn't it wasn't the same type of loss like there's it didn't differences in, leave. Yeah. yeah there's differences in the kind of loss but like the fallen are still fighting for their traveler for the traveler to be theirs like it's their traveler right. you know all that but 
how do you feel like, you know, the fallen versus humanity handled losing the traveler? Like we fought also, like, I still think like, you know, we handled it similarly and it's like, we fought for the traveler though, rather than to make the traveler ours yeah. again. Like, I don't think we saw the traveler as a possession. I think the cabal saw the traveler as a possession for as sure, well, yeah. but to them, it, they, they didn't even ever, ever experience the traveler. Like, Truly. So I don't think that I think their their viewpoint was they saw the great machine. They were like, that's us. Let's take it. We want it. We want the power. It's an object. Whereas I think the the Elixir are fighting to have the traveler, whereas we we were fighting for the traveler. Yeah, if that makes sense. No, I think I get you. It's yeah, there's several ways to look at the traveler. There's like you mentioned, the, the cabal, especially during the Red War, beginning of Destiny 2. Dominus Gaul shows up and he thinks the traveler is just a possession. It's just a source of power. It's literally just a prize to win. And he proved not worthy of the light because the traveler is not just a possession. It's a sentient thinking being. And then there's the way that the fallen looked at it. The Elixir looked at it. It's a God. And, uh, you know, it's blessing us with, with gifts. And if we fight hard enough to you know, wipe out humanity and take the traveler back, we can regain what we once had. And then there's the third way to look at it, which is kind of, you know, how the majority of people of humans look at the traveler. Like it's, it's a hyper advanced machine, but it's still a machine, but it's also an ally. It's like not our God necessarily, but it's helping us. And then we in turn should help it. But I I guess the big important difference there is that when our collapse happened, the traveler didn't leave. (laughs) It stayed and fought. And again, you know, we can get into speculation. I think we've got into speculation already about why that was, but uh, that does influence the way we look at it, I think. Well, that's the thing is like when we lost our light, if you will, the traveler was still kind of guiding us to a degree, but we we were still kicking butt without it. And we we were like, no, we're we're going to fight with you rather than, you know, you're going to be ours. Yeah, so not I, to I, possess you, but yeah. to help you. Yeah, because many fallen like they'll do whatever it takes to survive, as we've talked about. So some will create alliances, other will embrace the darkness. Some will completely change their physical being. But the fallen, they they, they go to such lengths to utilize, you know, even texts of like other civilizations. What do you think is the best way for them to survive? And also, do you think any of these things are like in desperation? I think in a lot of ways, desperation drives them to do most of what they do. But um, as far as what is the best way for them to survive, like I hate to get hokey and philosophical here, but I think in cooperation is the best way for anyone to survive. I think creating a community, I think uh, love triumphing over hate and fear is always oh, uh, wow. what you want. Uh, sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah, you really were going to get cliche uh, yeah, on I that know. one. I'm a, I'm a Hallmark oh, card wow. over here. But no, I, 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 like I said, I do hope to see some bridges being built because I, I, you know, I feel bad for the fallen. Like, you know, knowing what they've gone through, I, I do have sympathy for, you know, what led them to what, where they are. And obviously I identify with the humans too. So like, I want what's best for everyone. And I, yeah, I believe that what's best for everyone is uniting against the darkness and hopefully they start to see that. What, what do you think though? Like, is it, is that viable? Do you think that would work? Yeah. I mean, because also it, it leads to another question where it's like, you know, do you think regaining the traveler is still like on 
on on the plate there as their main goal or like has it now changed because now the way that some of them are acting you know like embracing the darkness they're like i don't need you anymore like i feel like a lot of them are like they're like they're floundering if you will like they're just all over the place like they they're almost less united and more polarized in terms of clans yeah. than before and so far i think every single faction that's united with humanity has done really well they know they can count on us if, if you know as an ally like they they understand like hey i have this thing i need some help we're there like they they realize that um god it would be so cool to see like the elixney just like walk into the <laughs> yeah. last city but like as like our ally i, I, I think awesome. that would be cool love that. um I think if we can if we can have a symbiotic relationship almost with the traveler, I think they could also have a really good relationship with us. And they've shown that. And every single time they've shown that, they've done really well. So I think that that's probably the best way for them to reach their goals, I guess. But again, their goals are some of them have changed now. And a lot of it, it just seems like the goal of the elixir now is just to survive. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. That that point about you know what brought the Elixni to the solar system in the first place was wanting to regain possession of the Traveler, but you know their motivations have changed. Some fallen just want to be self sufficient now, and like Variks, some fallen want to work with humans to survive. I think over time, more and more Elixni are realizing that cooperation is a viable path to survival. And if survival is what they care about, whether or not that includes the traveler, I think they'll eventually come to the conclusion that peace and cooperation with mankind is preferable to war, especially when, you know, the, the pyramids start showing up. You're, you're going to want friends. Well, yeah, now we're all, we're all surrounded right yeah. now. So. so I guess what I'm trying to say is, uh, why can't we be friends? You know, why can't we all just get along? <laughs> Well, that about wraps it up. We hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please take a second to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us grow the show. Be sure to connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at lore underscore party. And check out our YouTube page for bonus videos and highlights. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you guys next time.